0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Winged Octopus. This is Tyler here alongside Tanner. Tanner, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm getting by, man. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Uh, weather's holding up here, uh, you know, 4th of July, so, you know, things doing pretty well. Uh, Tess not able to join us tonight. Uh, she's uh, having beers or whatever she's doing um, <laughs> up north in Michigan. Enjoying So enjoying life, so, you know, we can't falter for that. But uh, last time we talked, uh, the Red Wings uh, were going into free agency. We are kind of doing a little bit of an outlook on the franchises itself. Um, tonight, we're, do- we're just going to delve into it right away. We're going to talk about free agency signings here. Or, well, yeah, free agency signings. Uh, so, first of all, you know, we, we kind of touched on this in the last podcast because there was rumblings, but, you know, it officially – down the way. Win the pay. It's a three-year dollar of um, what was it exactly? Three point, what was it? Three point one seven or something like that. So, um, Tanner, I want to get your thoughts on that real quick.
1: Yeah. So, just what we talked about on the podcast the other day, we started going down a list of names of uh, kind of guys that could come in and fill the void um on the blue line for Detroit, um, and I. After I turned it down, I came back to Trevor Daly because those other names did not sound too good. Um, my my fear when they initially signed him or were interested in him is because of the track record of Ken Holland, they were going to offer a 33-year-old guy a five- or six-year deal um, with a boatload of money. Um, I was very pleased uh, with what the terms that they came to him with, which was was just a three-year deal for about $9.5 that that was kind of promising to see for me. A guy who's um, been a veteran in this league, who skates pretty well on that blue line. Um, he shows that he can score a little bit. And and being in Pittsburgh, you know, he's won a couple last couple of seasons. So two years, um, yeah, last
0: two years. You know, for the last
1: two years, so he can kind of, you know, come in and help some of these young guys that they have on the blue line because they have uh, plenty of guys they can turn to.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, last season he had 19 points in, thir- in um, 56 games, and the year before he had 26 Or – I'm sorry, he, he had 22 points in 53 games uh, in 2015-16. So, you know, you're getting a guy that – he's not a goal scorer, um, but he is a puck-moving defenseman, and, um, you know, the Red Wings don't have a lot of those guys. No, so, and that's something they've lacked on the power play, you know
1: over the last few seasons who are just in the offensive zone. They don't – they weren't – they have not been tic-tac-toe like we're, we've been accustomed to seeing over the years, that's for
0: sure. So what I'm talking about exactly, Tanner, not to, you know, step on your toes or anything, but what I'm talking about is the lack of them being able to outlet the puck and get out of the zone yeah, in the offensive zone. They're not good at it just – you know – you look at mike babcock teams uh maybe not the red wings team like the last two red wings teams um but like the the maple leafs now that morgan riley he gets that puck and he vacuums it out of the zone right away there's no hesitation there's no let's reverse it here let's skate back here no it's let's go let's get the puck out of the zone let's start the breakout let's go and and the red wings don't have enough of that and i don't really understand why because You know, they have the forwards that are able to play that up-tempo style. They have some fast players. They have some players that are willing to, you know, be fast down the wing. And they just – they don't get that opportunity because they don't have enough puck-moving defensemen besides Mike Green.
1: Yeah, they have some players who can stretch the ice. Jensen sure. as well, yeah.
0: actually. Look, was just saying, looking at yeah. some of
1: those beautiful passes that Nick Lindstrom used to make from the other end of the ice, you know, <laughs> it's it's one in a million. Yeah, uh, well, just watching some of those plays back. But, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully that kind of uh, steers them into that direction where, you know, they're just comfortable getting the puck out of the zone. Because with some of the defensemen they have now, they are not good at clearing the puck um, and getting it moving up ice. So, you know, we'll kind of see.
0: Um, I'm I'm excited though I'm excited for sure. Well, for for a lack of a better term, they like to dick around with the puck behind the net. They yeah, like no to percent. mess around with it. They like to reverse it. They like to uh, you know basically turn it over. That's what they do. That's that's what they do best. And um, you know, it it infected Danny De last year because he wasn't able to. You know, he started to dick around with the puck and turn the puck over a lot last year, which, you know, uh, led to his decline last year.
1: It infects Jonathan Erickson a lot.
0: Well, yeah, (laughs) I think that's been affecting Jonathan Erickson since, (laughs) since the start of his career. But we're not going to go into that monster right now, although we will have some time to talk about the defense in a few minutes here. Um, So the Red Wings also added a defenseman slash forward, Luke Witkowski. They signed him away from the Tampa Bay Lightning. It was a two-year deal at $1.5 million. So I believe the AAV is uh, $750,000. So, uh, you know – He's the guy that broke Anthony Mantha's hand in the fight. He had no goals and only four assists in thirty-four games last year. Thirty-nine penalty minutes. What do you make of this signing, Tanner? I really would like to know.
1: Um, it just I, I kind of made it as more of a depth move. Um, it was kind of refreshing to see that he was only you know twenty-seven years old. Um, he wasn't an old guy, so he's probably a guy who can skate and he's had some NHL experience. Um, I saw it no more as a depth depth move. Uh, you know, when I read his name, I said, "Who?" and then had to do some uh, research on it. But I'm sure he'll have a nice talk with Anthony Mantha once he uh, comes to Detroit.
0: <laughs> um. Okay, so I'm going to be the bearer of bad news here. So I didn't like the signing. Okay. Not because I don't think the player's good or he can't play, but, like, you just drafted 11 players, right? You just drafted 11 players, um, n- none of which are going to be on this roster this year. However, however you do have players like Martin Firk, you have players like Tyler Bertuzzi, you have players like uh, Ben Street, and, you know, those players, and now only – and and, uh, Evgeny Svechnikov as well. Now only one of those four players is probably going to make the roster.
1: Well, he is a defenseman. Because of
0: Luke Witkowski.
1: He is a defenseman. That's where it's the only thing that's really different, and he's another right-handed shot. Um, That is a good point. You know, now they have three right-handed shots um, on their on that defensive line with the addition of uh, with the addition of Je- uh, Jensen. I'm sorry, um, Trevor Daley's a lefty. Is he a lefty?
0: Yes, he is. He's a lefty. Okay. Yep.
1: Um, yep. So yeah, I didn't even know that. Um, so so for for a few years, that's something that they've lacked on the blue line, or something that the NHL has really clamored for as a right-handed shooting defenseman. Um, yeah. I think that is the one the upside. Now, granted, he's not gonna you know go out there and he's not gonna be your point man on the power play. Um, by any means. I don't know. It, it was just another depth move. Um, see,
0: see the, yeah. only, the only problem I have with it is you have so many young defensemen. And now I know that that isn't always the best thing to go through. You know, young defensemen. Uh, you know, there's a lot of growing pains there. I understand that. But when Robbie Russo came up last year, um, I know he wasn't great. But he was decent. You know, he was decent enough. And if you gave him enough chance, I think that he'd be a good player to make this roster and be that third uh, right-handed shooting defenseman. Now Luke Quitkowski stands in his way.
1: Well, well, nothing.
0: That's my problem with
1: that. Nothing, nothing's certain with his contract either. You're eating very little money of your cap room if he doesn't make the roster coming yeah, out of camp. Um, so it's kind of a uh, low-risk, high-reward or. Um, Lower, <laughs> slow low reward in, in what you're uh, probably describing, oh, yeah. but uh, you know, I guess we'll see once we get to training it. camp. Um, I'm I'm sure you know Detroit likes to lean on that experience a little bit more, um, but again, I'd like to probably see Russo get some
0: playing time as well. So in other news, the Red Wings uh, signed left winger Turner Elson. Um, He played four seasons with Calgary and uh, Colorado. He had some injuries last year. Uh, I think the best he's ever had is 30 points and 14. What was it? 14
1: 14 goals, I think, Indian.
0: Yeah, 14 goals, 16 assists, uh, and in 63 games for the Stockton Heat in uh, 15 16. So, uh, you know, another depth move, I would say. uh, Probably nothing more than that. Um, You know, probably just to fill in the Grand Rapids lineup, to be honest. Uh, You know, I don't think this guy's sniffing the NHL anytime soon. No no offense. Um, But, I mean, like I said, uh, you know there wasn't a whole lot done on on in free agency as a whole uh i just want to get your thoughts on that real quick
1: yeah again i'm uh, just another depth move and you know as we've mentioned a billion times i'm going to say it again where we're at with the contracts um you know just just there's not much room to do much more um and if you want to see some of these young guys progress you're not going to go out and sign you know a bunch of other people to kind of you know, ruin their progress uh, up and onto the team. Um, with, you know, we'll kind of dive into it later, but, you know, with the loss of Mitch, Call- Mitch Callahan going to Edmonton, you know, you probably need somebody else uh, to fill out that fill out that roster in Grand Rapids. And he's young. He's yeah. 24 years old. Um, you know, but who knows? Which is if, a good thing. Yeah, who knows if he, he, he could bounce back and forth and play a few games. But, uh, you know, as you mentioned with Luke, Luke uh, Witkowski, you, you probably wouldn't want to see Elson uh, blocking or impeding the progress of some of those other guys.
0: Of course. I think he's a, he's a guy uh, that's probably going to replace Mitchell Callahan or, you know, one of those players. So, um, Tanner, if you want to take it away with the next yeah. subject here.
1: We'll kind of go um, what some other news that came out today with uh, some of the – guys that uh, the Wings have surrounded themselves with outside of free agency, some guys that have been inside the organization already or used to be in the organization. Uh, just today the Red Wings resigned Xavier Ouellette, uh to a two-year $2.5 million deal. Uh, last year he appeared in 66 games with uh, three goals, 12 points, and a plus-minus-two rating. Um, so just kind of looking at this signing, again, it was good to see um, you know, Ouellette get some experience the last couple seasons. Uh, In in Detroit, I just kind of want to get your thoughts on where the Red Wings defense is right now. Uh, We have Erickson, Cronwall, DeKaiser, Daly, Jensen, Mike Green, and if you add Witkowski, that that puts us at seven right there. Am I correct on that? My math Uh, isn't always great. You put us at seven right there, and now you add Olet to that mix. Is Will that just another guy who's going to be kind of scratch night in, night out? Is that just
0: another That would be, death eight. Move? That would be eight.
1: Is that eight now? Yeah, I'm One, sorry. Two, Look, my, three, math, my math isn't great. Five,
0: six, seven. I
1: even misspelled eight, it. Eight, nine. Nine, actually. Three, six. Am I right? Nope, that's eight. Oh, okay. Eight. The, I'm
0: sorry. Yeah. This is how we
1: handle things at Winged Octopus, <laughs> y'all. Like, like our, our math isn't all that great. I promise you, some of us graduated college. At any rate, um, that that puts us at eight defensemen right there. So do you kind of see um, this signing as just another depth move? Um, you know, how do you think, you know, the Red Wings fare out on the uh, blue line?
0: Well, I think that that uh, the term is awesome. Uh, you know, I, that's what I thought the term would be. I thought it would be a, a two-year deal, and that's that's what they end up getting. Um, but, you know, Xavier Ouellette was probably one of, if not the best, defensemen on the team last year. And for them to get him at one point two five, that is amazing. That really is amazing. And that kind of goes back to Ken Holland signing, um signing Nicholas Cronwall to the the extension that he did for four point seven five at the time defenseman like you know, that was good for for defenseman at the time and he was right. underrated for a little bit. And, uh, you know, he was one of the better defensemen, maybe not one of the better defensemen in the NHL, but one of the most underrated defensemen in the NHL at the time uh, before the injury. And, you know, that just looks like another pretty good contract for Ken Holland. Um but I would just say, yeah, it's another depth move, but, you know, it's a big move because Xavier Ouellette was really good for them last year. And I think a lot of people don't see that because they say, oh, you know, the defense isn't that good. But I think that's kind of a cop-out way to think about things right now because I do think the defense is a little bit better than they're given credit for. Um, as for the, the other thing that you were going to say, like, uh, is there someone else that's going to sneak in? Well, I mean, Russo is a possibility to take away a spot from Witkowski. Um, you know, I'm not sure what the availability is for Erickson, uh, if it's going to be right away or not. Hopefully not, yeah. um, for our sake. Yeah. <laughs> And Nicholas Cromwell is probably, uh, you know, he's going to be limited this year. And I would say even during training camp, there's going to be a point in time where, you know, they say, hey, look, you know, are, are you feeling all right? Because if you're not, we'll put you on long-term injury reserve and we can just shut it down the rest of the career.
1: Yeah, we'll see kind of how, how that health plays out. Um, it has not helped Detroit over the years, just the way that the way that injuries have kind of snuck up on them. Um well, we'll kind of move along. You know, we just touched on uh, Mitch Callahan, to, uh, who signed with Edmonton for a two-year and was also a, uh, a two-way contract, so he can kind of bounce back and forth as needed. Um, were you a little surprised that Detroit didn't re-sign him, or do you think it was kind of a good move for uh, him to maybe go get some playing time? Um,
0: okay, so the, with Mitch Callahan, I think a lot of people have kind of overrated the guy. Uh, you know, he's a really tough player. I'm not going to take that away from him. He took two slap shots to the face. Hey, man, when he you got no front guy. teeth, I
1: guess you're a tough
0: guy. I mean. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a tough guy for sure. Um, but I don't think there was, spot, there was a spot for him on this roster, especially when they signed Witkowski because a lot of people are saying that there's a possibility that if he doesn't play defense, Witkowski, he can play forward and be a bit of a hybrid. Um, and so that takes away a spot uh, right there for Callahan. And so Callahan was probably like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go play in Edmonton and win the Stanley Cup with Connor McDavid. And uh, so, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm half joking there. But, um, you know, I think there's opportunity there for him in, in uh, Edmonton for sure.
1: Also, as of a couple days ago, the uh, if some of you may remember him if you're uh, bigger in Rapids Griffins fans, the Wings reacquired Thomas McCullum from the Calgary Frames for a conditional draft pick, uh, adding more depth to that already crowded goaltender situation. Uh, Thomas McCollum has been in Detroit. He was originally drafted by them in 2008. Um, I released an article the other day. If you guys want to go read that, um, it is on our Twitter at Doctopus or at wing.pus.net. Um, Just kind of discussing some of the goalie situations as uh, this offseason continues to move on. I guess the number one kind of question right now is, will they move Peter Mrazek? And I guess we don't know what the goaltending situation will be um, until the regular season's about to get underway. Um, but I guess we can, you know, some things will be figured out um, in the remaining weeks, whether they think Machofsky is a liable backup, do they think Jared Coro can back up um, Jimmy Howard, and you have, you know, McCollum has some experience there as well, but he's spent the most of his time in Grand Rapids. Um, so I guess my question to you, Tyler, is uh, was this a just a depth reacquisition, no. or do you think it's prepping for this Mrazic uh, trade that is probably inevitable at this point?
0: No, I mean, I've been watching hockey a long time. Something smells funny here. Um, <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm not saying that to be joking. Like, something actually does smell funny here. Um, you know, they they have a goalie uh, in Jurgen van Padelberger who's still going to play overseas, um, because probably because there's no opportunity for him over here yep. right now. Yep, yep. Um, which sucks because I don't think that I mean, okay, so I'm gonna let me back it up here. The two goalies in the NHL are competent goalies. Jimmy Howard, uh, you know, is above average and Jimmy uh Peter Mrazek is uh, you know, on the cusp of maybe being elite, you maybe being something special, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then if you look into the the Grand Rapids situation, Jared Coro just won a Calder cup, you know. Um there, There's something smells funny here. Something smells really funny here. I think there's going to be a trade at some point. I do.
1: I, ju- I just wonder what you'll get. I in think it's return.
0: inevitable almost.
1: Yeah. I just wonder what you'll get in return. Not that there's some of these off season signings have already happened um, or do they not think they're going to get anything for Morazic up until the deadline. Um, so I guess it would be kind of interesting to see. I don't, you know, unless they want to add another forward or another defenseman that we just talked about their defensive their defensive line, it's kind of backed up there now, too. So, um, you know, maybe you get a bunch of draft picks for him and another prospect or two. I guess uh, we'll just have to wait and see on that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that that right now the situation is, the goalie situation, I think it, like I said before, it smells funny. Something's not right there. Um, you know, you don't just sign a guy that was there. You don't just go uh, – it's go trade for a guy that used to be your backup in Grand Rapids and, you know, just think, it, you know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think hey, – that
1: he want to call their cup in 2012 as Mrazik's backup.
0: He did. He did. But <laughs> I think that now there's too much – there's too much depth. Plus, they just drafted a goalie. Yeah. So that should tell you right there. That should go, excuse me for a second. So – That should tell you right there that they are not sold on the goaltending that they have right now. That should tell you right there that. And if you're Peter Mrazek, you better come in. And if you're not traded, and you better come in, and you better shut your mouth, and you better play your ass off, otherwise you're done.
1: I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So, see, see the thing about thing about the reports of whether he's unhappy or whether he's an issue in the locker room is when you go and try to step up and trade him, other teams aren't going to want that in their locker room either if they know that's a problem. So that's just going to diminish his value from day one um, as soon as you start making phone calls. Um, And I guarantee you that's the first thing that other GMs are going to ask is how is he in the locker room?
0: Right. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of people um, that – that, you know, and, and this is just coming from a fan base perspective. There's a lot of people, like, you know, I, like I said, I live in Boston. So, you know, like a lot of people, uh, when Mirazik was coming up, like knew him from that, that uh, I believe he stole the show against the United States. And, you know, I'm telling people this is a Red Wings prospect. And, you know, oh, that kid's going to be really good. And now we're in the division with the Bruins. And, like, you know, all I hear from people when I go to the garden, oh, that Mirazik kid's going to be something else someday. Like, there's there's definitely people that think that that guy can be elite at some point, but here's the thing. I mean, if he's going to be elite, he's got to step up, and uh, he hasn't done that yet, so we'll see. We'll see. So, uh, is there anything else on that subject, Kevin?
1: No, no, I think uh, I don't anticipate, you know, much else from Detroit, I guess, this offseason or other re-signings. Um, you know, they made a lot of Ticky tacky and entry level contract signs, Um, but I I guess I just found the Thomas McCollum uh, reacquisition interesting um, because we haven't heard any rumblings since uh, it was spilled online that um, Detroit was going to try to move Mrazek. Yeah,
0: Tanner, I would say that that um, that if anything is going to happen, it's going to be a uh, free agent or it's going to be a trade.
1: Happen soon, man. I'm tired of tired of speculating and what if
0: yeah it's going to be a trade if 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 it happens at all it's going to be a trade um and i you know i have to think that with the forward depth that they had actually there was rumblings and just to bring this up because i don't think that we we touched on it at all and no we have not touched on it um that there was uh there was a report I don't remember if it was TSN or if it was Sportsnet but it was one of those that um, the San Jose Sharks inquired uh, to Ken Holland to see the availability of Darren Helm. Just your thoughts on that, real quick.
1: Well, I, I I'd be curious to see what the Sharks were interested in giving up. If you can if you can get a guy to come in and play sixty to seventy games. Um, whether that is Tyler Bertuzzi, whether that is the likes of Axel Holmstrom, um, whether that's uh, Svechnikov, I'm okay with that. Um, as we talked uh, a couple days ago on the podcast, you know, Darren Helm has failed to stay pretty healthy over the last that few contract, years, and then once bro. once he signed that contract, um, I don't. I think Ken Holland would know ahead of time if they were going to make that trade that he wouldn't be getting much out of him. Um, and you're also not trading him to somebody that is in your conference or in your division um, or somebody that you would run into in the first or second round of the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, I guess I'd be interested to just to see what they could get in return, um, you know, if they were dishing off the full contract and then who kind of their replacement would be. They are short on centers right now. That is one thing that they're kind of lacking or, or not doing as well in the face-off circle.
0: Um, it'd be interesting to see, and, and we don't, we don't want to delve into this, but it'll be interesting to see if they move Larkin back to the, to the middle. Yeah, it would be. Um, so, uh, but we'll move on to the next thing because, you know, we do have to move on. And, uh, by the way, happy 4th of July to everybody. Uh, hopefully you're listening to this, uh, by a beach or perhaps near your pool or, you know, doing something fun. Um, so we will move on to the last subject here. Uh, big moves around the NHL. Carey Price got an eight-year, $84 million extension. Patrick Marlowe signed a three-year, $18.75 million deal to go to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So Patrick Marleau no longer a San Jose Shark. Alexander Radulov signed a five-year, um, a five-year contract with the, uh, with, with the Dallas Stars worth $6.25 million a year. And, um, you know, there was other signings as well. Joe Thornton re-signed with San Jose for $8 yep. million. Um, Evgeny Kuznetsov got a seven-year, $64 million extension. Um, you know, there was some other moves as well. I uh, can't think of any off the top of my head other than that. But there was definitely some moves uh, at the trade deadline. Chris Kunitz going to, to Tampa Bay. Ron Hainsey to Toronto. Uh, Dan Girardi to Tampa Bay as well. They overpaid for him, of course. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk signed a six, uh, four-year, $26 million deal with the Rangers. Um, Nick Bonino with the um, Nashville Predators. So there's definitely some moves. Going all uh, over the place. Yeah, definitely all over the place. Any that stick out to you and, you know, what, what's the biggest one to you? Well, the biggest
1: one's obviously Carey Price and in that contract um, that's just kind of unbelievable, and what will kind of formulate um, where people start negotiations with future goalies. Um, I kind of found it interesting. I touched with, base with everybody um, in the Winged Octopus group the other day. All that we heard from the last few years and Mike Babcock being in Detroit is that nobody would want to come play for him. And that all in that yeah, all we have- heard the last few years.
0: Yeah, you're now, right, yeah.
1: Come play for him. Now you got Patrick Marlowe, and now you got some guys who have signed and, and have been traded there. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's just a different culture there uh, than it was in Detroit, um, but I just kind of found that interesting. And if that is really the case, you know, maybe some guys will get sick of him in a few years. Um, but, you know, Babcock is is a good coach. He's great for Hopefully. some of those younger players. <laughs> um, you know, those were the kind of the two that stuck out of me. Um, I don't know if you mentioned it, uh, Detroit was looking at uh, that college free agent out of Union, uh, Spencer Fu, who ended up signing with yes. Calgary. Um, you know, that was interesting. I kind of wish we would have had him. I don't know if um, kind of talks fell through with Detroit, if he wanted to be on the roster from day one, and Detroit told him, no, you're going to have to obviously work for it, or they couldn't guarantee him a spot, um, and that's probably why he went elsewhere. Um
0: yeah, that would be my guess. And those uh, were kind
1: of the highlights, I guess, of this offseason. You know, there are a lot of moves happening. It's it's uh, just an exciting time of year.
0: Also, and and I would just add to that uh, with the direction of the of the franchise and wanting to rebuild on the fly. You know, we can we can hash that out. You know, at some other time. But uh, you're going to see a lot of these: Danny DeKeyser, Spencer Fu, uh, Mike Vecchioni, like those kind of. Uh, depth, not maybe not depth moves, but like agents um, that are going to be interested in the Red Wings because there's a lot of young players on the Red Wings are going into a new building. Um, they're going to be a team that's going to try to compete every year. That's going to be appealing to college free agents. So I think that's a good thing. And as a Red Wings fan right now, you're going to want to know that right right off the bat, that the, those are going to be some kind of moves that you're going to want to pay attention to. Yeah, but, you know uh, as for go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go no, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So as for the biggest contract or like the you know, the one that stuck out to me the most, the hell is Patrick Marlowe doing getting paid six point two five a year. Also, what the hell is Joe Thornton getting paid eight million dollars for?
1: He was being recruited from about twelve, fourteen different teams, one of Joe Thornton.
0: Yep, and Yarmir Yager is over here, like, look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs>
1: so. I, I every time I hear Joe Thornton, I can't like think of him just being a dick every time he would play in Detroit, uh, play against Detroit in the playoffs. So, there are like just some of those guys that stick with you that I just will kind of forever hate. Um, he is one of those guys, uh, you know. And the the Yager thing just kind of interesting uh, when he came out and said, you know, we talked about him last week. Um, he just came out and said, Nobody's really talked to me. Now, yeah, I, don't well, know if he's I mean, I would
0: suspect split I would suspect on money that that or what? Change. I would. Okay, so we, uh, this is kind of something me and and someone talked about. I believe it was Kayla. And um, we talked about basically like, you know, Yager, like when he left to go to Russia, that was about money. Uh, when he came back, from the uh, from Russia to play in the NHL like in, I believe it was 2012 um, from Russia he, he went to Philly instead of Pittsburgh over like a million dollars. This guy's all about money. I'm not taking away the fact that he loves the game and he loves to play but if he doesn't get four and a half million dollars, he's not gonna play this year. Hang him up. Uh, this guy is all about money. I love Yager. I really do. And don't don't take this the wrong way, but this guy is all about money. He always has been. He always will be.
1: And, and if that's the way he is, somebody needs to level with him and tell him straight up, now he is a unbelievable beast to keep playing um, into his mid-40s. But he is 45 years old, so somebody needs to step up and tell him, look, you're not going to make $4.5 if you want to keep playing in the NHL this season. Um
0: it's, well, you know what he'll gonna... do? He'll say, you know what? It's he'll say, Russia, you know what? But... I'm going to Russia. Oh, God. Yep. So, like I said, the guy's all about money. He really is. Um. The, but the one that stuck out to me the most, and uh, not to prolong this any longer than we have to, the Kevin Shattenkirk deal was, uh, was uh, really big for the New York Rangers. You know, like, for a few years they had some good defense, but they haven't had any great guys. Now, I'm not saying Shattenkirk's great. But Kevin Shattenkirk's a pretty good defenseman. Watch them up with
1: Brendan Smith.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and they re-signed Brendan Smith too. So that's that's big. And uh, you know, the Rangers' core all of a sudden looks like McDonough. Um, you know, they have Brendan Smith. They have Girard, uh, They don't have Girardi anymore. They have Shattenkirk. They have um, Anthony D'Angelo that they got from the uh, from the Arizona Coyotes in the Derek Stepan deal. Um, they also have um, they also have, who else do they have? Oh, Brady Shea, uh, who was who was a, a player at the University of Minnesota for a while. Um, so all of a sudden, that defense has gotten a whole lot younger. And um, you know, Lundquist has a pretty decent defense in front of him, and Ryan McDonough is a beast. So, uh, but that that one helps the Rangers a lot. And then I would say the other one that is kind of an underrated signing that. I think, is is really good. Uh, you know, he did get a lot of money, but Alexander Radialov to the Dallas Stars. I mean, look at Dallas. They, they you know, they they get a goalie at Ben Bishop. A- and, you know, all of a sudden, they look like a contender out west now. Uh, just your thoughts on that real quick.
1: It's kind of be interesting to see. Uh, them having Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, they've always, like, had that um, kind of, those highlights to kind of pay attention to if you're a ben and Dallas Stars fan, if you're a Detroit Red Wings fan, there's the few highlights between Anthony C. U. and Tatar. obviously CNG and Tatar and Zetterberg. Um, but I don't know, you know, they're kind of they're kind of building a team, and, and same for New York Rangers. Shout out to GM Jeff Borton, uh who's done for an sure. incredible job there over the last few years since being promoted. Um, you know, it, I guess. It's hard being a Red Wings fan and then watching Brendan, somebody like Brendan Smith go, who has, who played well in Detroit. Um, yeah, yeah. But but it's great that they're kind of building that roster over there, and it's great for Dallas that they're building a star out there because I think they have a, a good core fan base out there too.
0: I would say that, I would say that as well. I was actually at Fenway Park talking to somebody. Uh, who was from Texas, and his favorite sport happened to be hockey. And we were talking about the Dallas Stars. like, yeah, it would be really big if we could get one more defenseman, which they got, and Mark thought be big if we got a goaltender, which, you know, we talked about the Ben Bishop thing. And uh, it would be big if we could get another forward to play alongside um, J- Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, Alexander Radulov. Why not get the best forward on the market? So... <laughs> Uh, You know, the Dallas Stars are going to be a fun team to watch this year. They fired their coach. They got a new coach in there now. And the Stars mean business. They're going to be a team to watch in the West. Um, Is there anything else that really stuck out to you about free agency other than the fact that players got wildly overpaid?
1: No, I think we touched on it last week. Um, Just because they're a new franchise, I'm just still excited to see how the team shapes up in Las Vegas um i don't think that having an expansion team is something that we've dealt with for for i couldn't tell you the last time um that it happened but just in sports in general um you know we haven't had a expansion team i don't think in quite a few years across the major four sports so um i guess it's just a different vibe in a different off season um it's just kind of uh, exciting to see some of these guys move around
0: exactly yeah i mean the off season is always a good time you know it's always good to see players move it's always good to see some trades it's always until it's good your around. own
1: yeah
0: uh you yeah, know until it's your own and then your your gm's overpaying for justin abdelpader <laughs> and oh, uh, x player um but yeah i mean you know like i said it's it'll be interesting to see what the nhl looks like this year you know it, it feels like it's got a new new vibe to it you know the new jerseys and uh, you know, new new faces and new places in Vegas. And, and um, you know, I feel the Red Wings are going into a new building. Uh, you know, it feels like it's going to be a new, good, fresh start. And, uh, you know, hopefully for our sake uh, and the Red Wings' sake, you know, that's, that turns out to be the case.
1: Just get Gary Bettman the hell up out of there.
0: Oh my God! Please, uh, but there is talk that there, you know, there could possibly be a lockout at some point. We're not going to get into that. There will be a point in time where we do at some point. Um, but Tanner, do you have anything else, Dad?
1: No, I don't. Um, you know, please uh, support us uh, every time that we, you know, post something about a podcast or a, uh, a link to our articles. Uh, you can find it at wingedoctopus.net. Um, again, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and uh instagram um you know we really appreciate your guys support that that already do thank you um but please help us kind of get our art- articles out there um we're trying to grow and do as best as we can and um you know tyler touched on us last week as, as well please please do give us reviews whether it comes to our podcast whether it comes to a way that we cover stuff um we kind of want to make this uh,
0: as best and as big as we can um yeah. but we
1: appreciate all those who, who are listening and uh, do support
0: I agree. Thank you guys uh, for joining us and everything. And, uh, you know, I hope you guys have a good 4th of July. Uh, Tanner, just uh, shout out your Twitter handle if you don't mind, please.
1: Yeah, at the other T Swift, uh, both on Instagram and
0: Twitter. Do you have Tess's as well? Ooh, not right offhand. I can find it while you shout yours out real quick. Okay, great. Uh, so you can follow me now. Uh, what is it on, on Twitter? It's uh, <laughs> I changed it. So it's at Tyler, T-Y-L-E-R, underscore Sealy, S-E-A-L-E-Y. Now that's my name. Um, you can follow the Winged Octopus, like I said, on Twitter, Instagram. You can like us on Facebook. We're going to be going on Snapchat pretty soon. Hell, we'll be on eBay at some point. And, uh, you know, we'll have some business cards and T-shirts and everything made at some point. So, you know, please check us out on, on the web and everything. And definitely go to the website, www.wingdoctorpuss.net.
1: And if you guys want to follow Tess as well, she should be back with us uh, next week or in the coming weeks. So you can follow her at TMDudleyXO. That is at TMDudleyXO. I think we're gonna have to
0: XO, don't they? I, I, don't, I don't
1: like it. If she doesn't have a bunch of emojis in her name or anything,
0: that would have really bothered me. But so, uh, I thank you guys for joining us. Like I said, have a great holiday, uh, enjoy it, watch baseball, get drunk, watch some fireworks, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be back hopefully, you know, next week or the week after. Um, we may be doing a 4th of July USA hockey one, so uh. Stay tuned for that one if we end up doing it. So, everyone have a good night. Happy holidays. Stay classy, Hockey Town.